0: Alright, well, the time has come and we're going to hear uh, from the Word and Cody's going to come and share a message. This young man is uh, now the youth leader in our church, is doing a magnificent job and we have seen him take over and uh, take things higher and further already in just a few months has been doing things and so a lot of wisdom in this young man, so I would love for you to just join with me as we welcome him to come and preach this morning. Thanks, mate. How awesome has our band been this morning? You guys can take your seats. Sweet. So, I'm so excited to be preaching. This is a week two of a two-part series. It's a, I'm preaching on joy. I love joy. Joy is amazing. It changed my life. Changed my life. So, when I met Jesus, I was filled with his joy and it changed my life forever. And my hope for today is that it can change yours as well. I'm going to share with you a revelation that happened in my life in, in, in the hope that it would change yours as well. So this is the second week of a two-part series. Today we're going to look at uh, joy becoming an attitude that we actually adopt. And we're going to look at remaining in joy. And I'm going to give you a challenge To those of you who actually want to remain in joy at the end so can we pray together because it's always good to pray before we listen to the word of god thank you jesus right now i declare your power and authority in your word that it is true and that it brings life i thank you that you're going to use me as a vessel that it's not these words these words that i'm speaking aren't mine they're yours coming out i thank you for the hearts of everyone in here that there is something that you can take away from this message that can change your life forever. In the name of Jesus, we pray together and declare, Amen. Amen. So, so this, this series has been based off the scripture, uh, Romans 15, 13. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. See, Jesus, joy comes from Jesus when he fills us with it. I'm going to give you an opportunity to be filled with joy later. But that's sort of what we focused on last week. So this week it's sort of, how do we remain in joy? The Bible Project says this, Biblical joy is an attitude God's people adopt, not based on happy circumstances, but because of their hope in God's love and promises. See, once we've received God's gift of joy, it becomes an attitude that we need to adopt. When we are filled with joy, joy becomes an attitude that we adopt. So my first point, if you're taking points, if you're taking notes, I would encourage you to. But if you're not, that's okay. You can still get something out of this. We have to choose joy. Romans 15, 13. I'm going to read it again, but I'm going to focus on the first two words. Now may. May the God of hope, fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may have bound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. The scripture gives us a choice. Scripture says, now may. We are the ones who decide. Are you going to choose joy? So I've had, I'll tell you, I, I don't just want to be like a perfect person up here, I'm going to let you into my world, because that's important, because... I'm not perfect. I'm 100% not perfect. But my, because my, my week this week, has, I've had so many situations and stuff come up that could have robbed me of my joy and could have come in and taken it away. But the thing about joy is that it's a decision that you make, not based on your circumstances, but based on Jesus, who he is and what he has planned for you. So I had my girlfriend left for Europe. It's awesome for her. Not so much for me. That's fine. Uh, she's having a great time over there. But there was that. There was preparing a message. There's these things that can come in and they knock on your door. They're like, hey, can I have your joy? I want it. Can I have it? And you're like, you've got to choose to remain in God's joy. So every now and again, not every now, even now, you're faced with a decision. Are you going to choose God's joy. Maybe you've had some sad stuff go on. The thing about God's joy is it doesn't diminish that. It doesn't say, doesn't tell you to ignore that. That's that's dangerous preaching if you if I'm up here telling you to ignore what's going on in your world because of God's joy. That's dangerous. But God's joy is based on who he is. Maybe you've had someone pass away. In your life, maybe you didn't get the promotion at work. We all have something that we could be sad about. We all have something that could come and steal us of our joy. However, this shouldn't take our joy away. Nehemiah 8:10 says, "Do not sorrow, for the joy of the Lord is your strength." When you choose joy, you also begin to adopt an attitude of gratitude. You can be thankful for what's going on around you because your joy is based in Jesus and where you're going when you die. It doesn't matter what's going on. It's real. What's going on in your life right now around you is real. I'm not saying that. But your joy is not based in the situation. It's based in our Saviour. Matthew five eleven to 12 says, Blessed are you. When people insult you, what? Hang on a sec. This scripture is just, uh, you need to let me get to the end of this one, right? Bless you when people persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil things against you because of me. Rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven. When we decide to choose God's joy, it becomes an attitude that we adopt as believers. John 16:22 says, Therefore, you now have sorrow, but I will see you again. This is Jesus talking just before he leaves. He says, but I will see you again, and your heart will rejoice. And no joy, and your joy, no one will take from you. That's a declaration and a promise from Jesus that no one will take your joy from you. There is no situation. There is no financial stress. There is no death. There is no breakup. There is no assignment. There is no car crash. There is no bill that comes in the mail that can take you, take God's joy from you. But here's the thing. Here's the catch, 22. Only you, can choose to hold on to God's joy. It's a free gift that he gives to you. But you are the only person that can hold on to it or that can remain in it. So how can we remain in God's joy? Because it's so important. When we receive Jesus into our lives, we receive God's joy because Jesus is God's joy. Jesus represents God's joy and when he comes into our lives he brings God's joy for us to remain in God's joy we need to be in constant relationship with him see I'll tell you a bit about my story with joy when I met Jesus on a youth camp changed my life forever I encountered his love his joy his peace and it changed my life forever and I was filled with his joy but give it a couple months after that, I did not have his joy because I didn't understand this thing. And I want to share with you because this is where your joy, this is how you hold on, this is how you remain in God's joy. Here's the problem with the way that I was thinking. If you leave Jesus at church on a Sunday, you leave his joy there as well. See, I would come to church on a Sunday and feel great. I loved this place. This is like my second home. still is. still is my second home. I haven't kicked you guys out. (laughs) Um, But I would leave it here on a Sunday and then I'd go into my world. And then I I used to think of God's joy as like a rechargeable battery, right? You come to church, you get a recharge, and then you take it out and you go and try and get as far as you could into the week. And it would never last because, like, it just never would. And then I'd come Sunday, I'd be like, "Oh, okay, I'm going to recharge it again and we're going to try again. And who knows about rechargeable batteries is that, like, the more you try and do that, the worse the battery becomes anyways. And what I learned was that you can actually place your joy in other things. See, that, that model of joy where you go and recharge it and then wait and then have to go back and recharge it. That's the model that the world has. If you think about it, like if you find your joy in video games, you play video games and then you go a period without it and you're like, ah, I need to get back to video games. So then you go back and play video games and you get recharged. Or maybe it's, you find your joy in driving cars and like you drive your car and then you like get filled up and then you drive and then you're like, ah. I really just want to go out for a nice long drive. And then you go back and then you're like, filled up. God's joy is not a rechargeable battery, I'll tell you that. <laughs> so if we want God's joy in our everyday lives, if we want to hold on to it, if we want to remain in God's joy, we actually need to take Jesus there as well. We need to take Jesus out of this place into your Monday to Sunday, not just here on the weekend. Because when you leave Jesus at church, you leave His joy there as well. So God has given us some tools to help us live in a position where we can remain in His joy. This, the Bible, the written word of God. 2 Timothy 3:16 says, "All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable." Profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness. That the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. See, the word of God is the perfect tool to keep us focused on where our joy lies and who we put it in. We have some young kids at home at the moment. um, My Georgia and Billy, my aunties they had they've had kids recently so we have young babies at home and they're awesome and I'm sure that Billy and Georgia like me being around the kids but I'm the worst person to have around the kids when they're eating because I'm that person that you know when they're sitting down they're being fed food I'm the person that will get up behind Georgia and be like (laughs) and then all of a sudden all of a sudden the baby is just like huh (laughs) And what's food? <laughs> I don't know anymore. See, God's word realigns us into a position where we remain in his joy. There's things that go on around us all the time that want to take God's joy from you. There's nothing that can take God's joy unless you give it away, unless you, unless you let it. But there's things that will always come. There's things that will always come. The devil sends things, they'll send jobs, they'll send send promotions, he'll send good, like, worldly things. But the Bible realigns us into knowing where our joy remains. There's a bunch of scriptures out there. If you want some, come and talk to me after. I can give you scriptures that will show you that our joy points towards Jesus and how we get that. But another tip... Another thing that God's given us to help remain in his joy is prayer. Relationships are built on communication. If we believe that Jesus is our source of joy, we need to remain connected to him. And it's not a connection with like a second cousin that like you talk to once at Christmas, that's it, and that's your relationship, no. Jesus is right there with you every step of the way. 1 Thessalonians 5:18 says, "In every in everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Jesus Christ for you." See, when we start to pray, we are actually acting on the attitude of gratitude. So we are building that up, and the Bible is full of encourage, is full of verses that encourage us, that encourage us to be thankful for what Jesus has done for us because that's where our joy lies. Psalm 107 verse 1 says, Oh, give thanks to the Lord for He is good for His mercy endures forever. When we give thanks to God through prayer and talking to Him, we are building on the attitude of gratitude which helps us continue To choose joy. George, can I get you up on the keys? I want to take a moment right now in this room. What do you have to be thankful for? What do you have to be thankful for? I'm so thankful for Jesus that he died on a cross, he was murdered we cover up the word murdered by saying, he was murdered on a cross. I'm so thankful for that because it means that I can come into a relationship with him. I'm so thankful for his joy because it's the only thing that can keep me hoping in him. If, if, if I didn't have God's joy in my life, there is no way that I can be sure of my eternity in heaven. It's the evidence, it's the, it's the receipt of heaven that comes and it gives you, that God gives you in his son, gives you joy. What do you have to be thankful for? What do you have to thank God for? Do you know his joy? Have you encountered it? Because it has the power to change your life. I know that firsthand. In a moment, I want to give you an opportunity to encounter his joy. And I'm going to challenge you in a bit on how to remain there. can't know his joy unless you know Jesus and that's a harsh reality that we live in a world that wants to be happy that wants to wake up in the morning and feel great every morning that's not the reality of the world but the reality of God's joy is that it will be there with you and give you Hope for your future. So I want to ask you right now, do you know Jesus? That sort of maybe. You either know him or you don't. I hate to break it to you. (laughs) That's covering it up. You either know Jesus or you don't. And the best decision you can make in your life is to know him. There's no mucking around. You either know Him or you don't. And I want to give you an opportunity right now. You might have heard me preaching today and be like, this joy, I think it's cool. I like it. I think I need that. We need Jesus in your life. And if that's you, you want to know Jesus, I want to encourage you to lift up your hand right now. You might have known him before. But I want to give you an invitation to meet him right now. Right in your seat. So if that's you, on the count of three, I'd love you to raise your hand. It's the best decision you could make. And we'll pray together as a church for you with you by your side one two three awesome awesome you know what the the best thing about god's joy You guys can open up your eyes now. That's all good. Sorry, I had you down for a few minutes there. Some of you might have fallen asleep almost. (laughs) Um, The best thing about God's joy is you can just ask for it and He will give it to you. But once He gives it to you, it's up to us to remain in it. So I want to set your challenge right now. If you want to remain in God's joy, if that's something you want, here's what I would love for you to do. This is what I'll be doing for a week and leading into, leading into fasting. And that's almost, this is like a good precursor for that. I want, love you, to spend five minutes, five minutes in the morning or in the night or overnight if you work during the day, whatever it might be, to just be thankful to God. Just tell Him what you're thankful for. And through that, I'm believing that it will help you remain in a position of His joy. Awesome. Thank you, Jesus. We are so grateful. We are so grateful for your joy.